Thank you for joining me for another episode of Spiritual Prism, where we discuss everyday issues through the prism of God's Word. Today I wanted to speak on a topic that is very prevalent throughout the Bible, but it's not so prevalent in today's society, and that's humility, or being humble. I have titled today's discussion, Called to Be Humble, because the Bible has many verses telling us to be humble. I know there have been plenty of times in my life when I was not humble, and I have also had many a time when the Lord has humbled me. There's one humbling experience that I've had in my life that really stands out to me, and it changed me forever. I want to share that story with you, but first, let's see what the Bible tells us about humility and humbling ourselves. There are some questions I have had and think that someone listening may have had as well regarding being humble. I have a couple of those questions I would like to pose for our discussion before we look into what the Bible tells us. First, what exactly is being humble? And second is kind of a twofold question. Why should we be humble and how does it benefit us by being humble? The definition of humble is having or showing a modest or low estimate of one's own importance or of low social, administrative, or political rank. And the Bible definition lowly, opposed to higher lofty, to abase the pride of, to reduce arrogance and self-dependence. So being humble doesn't mean you let people walk all over you or you don't speak up when necessary. And I think this is what a lot of people think when they hear the word humble. For our discussion and to boil it down, it means to not be prideful and full of oneself, thinking you are better than others. We all have talents and abilities that may make us better at various things. And that's a good thing. It shows how God gives us our individuality, each and every one of us. The problem is when we think because of that gift or talent, we are better than others, which can lead to an arrogant or lofty state of mind. For some, it may be how much money they have or how many material things they have accumulated. For others, it may be a physical or mental talent that they have. Whatever it may be is irrelevant because we are all human and bleed the same blood. We should be thankful for the blessings God has bestowed upon us. Whether it's a talent, a skill, or wealth, we don't want to put faith in talents or material blessings and think it raises us above others because it first of all is given to us by God and it could all be taken away in an instant. Instead, we should put our faith in God and thank Him for the talent and wealth that He's given us. We should be using those blessings to help one another, not to raise ourselves above someone else. The truth is that no matter how talented you are or how much money you have, there will always be someone that is more talented or has more. If you are one of those people that are blessed enough to be at the top or one of the most wealthiest or talented, it is only a matter of time until that will change because we only have a finite amount of time that we're even here. But even more important than that, none of us can compare to Jesus. All right, let's dig in now and see what the Bible says. The first verse I'm going to bring up is Proverbs 27, 1 and 2. It says, Don't brag about tomorrow, since you don't know what the day will bring. Let someone else praise you, not your own mouth, a stranger, not your own lips. I love this verse. It just gets straight to the point. Don't brag about tomorrow, because no one really knows what tomorrow may bring. We may make plans, but that doesn't mean those plans are going to come to fruition. We never know what tomorrow brings. And it's always better to let somebody else praise you and notice you for what you've done, not yourself. It's easy for us to say, oh, look at what I did or what I can do or what I have. But when you've impacted somebody else's life and they feel that way about you, what a blessing. 
The next verse I'm going to read comes from Romans 12, 16, and it says, Live in harmony with each other. Don't be too proud to enjoy the company of ordinary people, and don't think you know it all. Could you imagine if this was the world's mantra, to live in harmony with each other? What a different world we would live in. And I know we've all had someone that thought they were too good to spend time with us, or knows it all. But let's be honest here, we've probably all been guilty of the same charges at one time in our life. The next verse I'm going to read comes from Philippians 2, verses 3 through 5. And it says, Don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. Be humble, thinking of others as better than yourselves. Don't look out only for your own interests, but take an interest in others too. You must have the same attitude that Christ Jesus had. This is another verse that just attacks the point. Don't be selfish by trying to impress others. Humble yourselves and even think of others as better than yourselves. Having interest in one another and the well-being of those around you. What a foreign concept this is for a majority of our society today. And the last verse I'm going to read that helps us to understand what being humble is, is James 4, 14 through 16. It says, How do you know what your life will be like tomorrow? Your life is like the morning fog. It's here a little while, then it's gone. What you ought to say is, If the Lord wants us to, we will live and do this or that. Otherwise, you are boasting about your own pretentious plans, and all such boasting is evil. So breaking this verse down real quick, what it's saying here is really humble yourself before the Lord because no one knows what tomorrow will bring and no one knows when their last breath will be taken. And it's not saying don't make plans. What it's saying is make those plans and bring them before the Lord and pray about it and seek his wisdom and will over it. For if it is his will, nothing will be able to stop it. On the flip side, when we just make plans and don't bring it to him, and aren't sure if it is in his will, things can go horribly wrong. And if you don't see it now, it may be well off in the future when it finally affects you, or it may even cause you to lose some other blessing that God had planned for you. That's why the Bible warns against pretentious plans and says they are evil boastings. There are many other verses regarding being humble in the Bible, and I've only used a few to bring our discussion into God's light. Now to the next question I posed, why be humble and how does it benefit us? I have quite a few verses for our discussion, so I'm going to go through them all first and then I'll sum it up at the end. The first verse I'll be reading is in Psalms 149, verse 4. For the Lord delights in his people. He crowns the humble with victory. The next one is Luke 14, verse 11, and it says, For those who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. The next is James 4, verses 6 through 10, and it says, And he gives grace generously, as the scripture says, God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. So humble yourselves before God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Come close to God, and God will come close to you. Wash your hands, you sinners, purify your hearts, for your loyalty is divided between God and the world. Let there be tears for what you have done. Let there be sorrow and deep grief. Let there be sadness instead of laughter and gloom instead of joy. Humble yourselves before the Lord and he will lift you up in honor. The next one is Proverbs 18, verse 12. Haughtiness goes before destruction and humility precedes honor. The next one is Proverbs 22, 4. True humility and fear of the Lord 
leads to riches, honor, and long life. Next comes from Psalms 25, verses 8 through 10. The Lord is good and does what is right. He shows the proper path to those who go astray. He leads the humble in doing right, teaching them his way. The Lord leads us with unfailing love and faithfulness, all who keep his covenant and obey his demands. And the last verse is Philippians 2, 5 through 11. And it says, You must have the same attitude that Christ Jesus had. Though he was God, he did not think of equality with God as something to cling to. Instead, he gave up his divine privileges. He took the humble position of a slave and was born a human being when he appeared in human form. He humbled himself in obedience to God and died a criminal's death on a cross. Therefore, God elevated him to the place of highest honor and gave him the name above all other names, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue declare that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. That's a lot of verses telling us why we should be humble and how it is beneficial for us. To put it in a nutshell, being humble leads to prosperity and victories that only God can give us, not just in this life, but also for the eternal life to come. Now, why should we be humble? Because God can't stand pridefulness or self-reliance. He wants us to humble ourselves before Him so we can receive the best plans that He has for our lives. As we read in the last verse, Jesus even took the humble position of a slave and humbled Himself in obedience with God and died like a criminal on a cross for us all. Even though He was not a criminal and did not have to be a slave, Jesus was the perfect example of humble. He was, and still is, mocked to this day. He was beaten and tortured and hung on a cross, yet he remained humble. Jesus was the greatest teacher, and he led by example. He was humble in obedience to God, and we are all called to be humble in obedience to God as well. So the next time you're struggling with being humble, remember how Jesus lived his life humbly and what he did for each and every one of us by dying on the cross. He came as a servant for all of us, and he died for all of us. Hopefully, when you think of Jesus' example, it will help you get back to a humble state of mind and get back on the right path. Now let me tell you about one of the most humbling experiences I've ever been through. I was 14 years old. You know, that age where you start to think you have it all figured out and you know what tomorrow might bring. But really, you don't. Anyway, I had to have a surgery on my arm because my ulna had stopped growing due to an injury I had playing baseball when I was younger. My family was not in the best financial situation at the time, but praise be to God and a loving family, we had everything we needed. But we did not have the financial means to get the surgery done that I needed. So by the grace of God, I was accepted to have the surgery done for free by the Shriners Hospital. I was in the hospital for a couple months, but they did not have a bed for me with children my own age. So I was blessed enough that there was a bed available, but it was with children that were younger than me. There were four beds in each room, and all the kids in my room had much worse issues than I did. I remember one of the children had a horrible accident and was run over by a bush hog, and he was having reconstructive surgery on one leg and getting fitted for a prosthesis on the other. And if you're not sure what a bush hog is, you've probably seen the tractors on the side of the road mowing with them. It's the big box lawnmower attachment that is doing the mowing behind them. Another child had no arms. He had only hands. One of the boys in my room couldn't even get out of bed. His bones were so frail. There were a lot of children there with a multitude of afflictions. And those are just a few to put this in context. 
Anyway, I remember laying in bed one night while the frail boy I spoke about cried as the nurses tried to comfort him, thinking, I don't belong here. Look at these other kids and what they are going through. I felt like I was taking up a bed that could be used for someone that was worse off than me. I thought about how lucky I was. And before I went in there, I was thinking of only myself and why do I have to have a disability when all the kids at school around me seemed to have none? Why did I have to get made fun of and ridiculed? You see, I wasn't humbled by my disability. I was bitter because of it. I wasn't humbled by others thinking they were better than me when they made fun of me. I was bitter. I had animosity towards them for making fun of me when they seemed to have no issues at all. But when I was in that hospital and saw the truth about my situation, I was humbled. It changed me forever, and I still remember how I felt. I wish I could say that it had taught me to be the humble, obedient son God wants me to be, but that would be a lie. God put me through many more humbling situations to bring me closer to him, and I try my hardest to be humble, but I am still being put through humbling situations even now. I thank God for them, each and every one, because it makes me a better man with every trial and situation that he brings me through. I had to start 10th grade with this crazy contraption on my arm, so you can only imagine how that went. But I'll save that story for another time. My wrist never got fixed, and I'm thankful to God for it, because if it had, I don't know what kind of person I would be today. It was the cause of many humbling experiences in my life, and I wouldn't want to change a thing as I look back on them. I close with one last verse that has given me strength, and I hope and pray that it'll do the same for you. That verse is 2 Corinthians 12, verses 6 through 10, and Paul is speaking. If I wanted to boast, I would be no fool in doing so, because I would be telling the truth. But I won't do it, because I don't want anyone to give me credit beyond what they can see in my life or hear in my message. Even though I have received such wonderful revelations from God, so to keep me from becoming proud, I was given a thorn in my flesh, a messenger from Satan, to torment me and keep me from becoming proud. Three different times I begged the Lord to take it away. Each time he said, My grace is all you need. My power works best in weakness. So now I am glad to boast about my weakness, so that the power of Christ can work through me. That's why I take pleasure in my weakness and in the insults, hardships, persecutions, and troubles that I suffered for Christ. For when I am weak, then I am made strong. In my life, I have asked God to take many things away from me, but some still remain to remind me to be humble, to keep me from being proud, and to know His grace is sufficient for me. For when I am weak, then I am made strong. Thank you for listening to another episode of Spiritual Prism. And until next time, remember, be humble, Uplift and encourage someone else instead of being proud of yourself because it feels much better when someone else lets you know they are proud of you.